Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast with Nick from MPG Creations, Nap from Nap's Naughty Works LLC, and myself, Josh, from North Country Woodworking. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful 68th episode because you know what's going to happen after this one. I'm telling you now that Nick is all writing the script for it. And with that, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, I'm glad you kicked it over to me for sponsors because uh, I've never done this before. Just, I'm just kidding. I do this all the time. Anyway, so we want to thank PWNCNC for making this episode possible. So PWNCNC has all of your uh, aftermarket dust boot needs as well as your CNC add-ons and all that jazz. Check them out, PWNCNC.com. And if you're looking for that, <coughs> if you're looking for that 10% off promo code, go ahead and use promo code Sawdust Nation. Uh, next up, Total Boat. Thank you guys for your continued support. We use all of your products all the time. And if you haven't uh, had a chance to check out our Instagrams, um, we tag Total Boat quite a bit because we're always using their products. So go ahead and give them a look. You can see the quality that they provide. Um, check them out at TotalBoat.com. If you want a 10% off promo code for Total Boat, go ahead and slide into our DMs and uh, we will go ahead and make sure you get one. And last but not least, JTech Photonics. You guys are awesome. If you're looking for that diode laser experience, check them out, jtechphotonics.com. Thank you for your continued support of this podcast. Um, and that's all we – oh, wait, our patrons. Uh, we got to thank our patrons, right, because they're always on the money, on the spot. Um, you guys help keep this podcast afloat with all the fun, cool stuff we can – and content we can provide you guys. So um, thank you so much, and uh, we'll help you enjoy this this episode. All right, so uh, this week we don't have any guests. I know we've been inundated with guests lately. However, uh, we do have uh, some interesting things going on in the shop. So, Nap, what do you got going on in your shop this week? I know you've been busy, man. Busier than I'd say I'd like to be at times, but I will definitely tell you I've been able to catch up on quite a bit as far as between waiting for things dry, waiting things for things to laser, all these things. Uh, I'm finally feeling comfortable because, you know, like when you get in the shop and you have a bunch of jobs and you start to like, oh, crap, I got all this crap I got to do. Even if it's like when you get to it, it's still in the back of your mind, just chilling there like, you got to do this job. And you're just like, I can't because I'm busy. I'll get to you later. Yeah, that's how I felt like for the past, like, I don't know, a month. And finally, it's starting to kind of come to an end. Uh, but still having a bunch of jobs coming up. The individual that had that MTI hat box or military training instructor hat box. Uh, did contact me today. I did not reach back out. They reached out to me and said, hey, I'm sorry for the delay, bringing you stuff tomorrow. So hopefully that's a follow through. I get that stuff so I can get that in and out of my shop. Uh, next, uh, I did finish a purple heart frame with uh, some architectural facing bits. Um, pretty much the same thing as like uh, crown molding in a way. Uh, but honestly, if you've seen many picture frames, they look like really fancy crown molding that's been mitered, put together, looks really nice. Uh, I will say if you do use those type of bits, do like two or three passes, depending on your wood type, just because um, if you try to take too much off, you definitely can miss some fingers. Um, I did, let's see, get a shield done, uh, which because our patrons will be at least watching the video, here it is right here. Uh, it's a redo of something that they had done. Um, Ooh, uh... And uh, it is nice. But then also because it is a redo, that looks weird. Yes, it does. But because it's a redo of a, a previous like plaque they were given, uh, a member of their 
previous squadron wrote a message on it in pencil and they wanted to preserve that and still put it with the piece. So I ended up cutting it out, putting it in there and epoxying it. Um, which honestly total boat. Thank you for having awesome, uh, an awesome product because I did use your epoxy to fill that in and it was crystal clear and beautiful as usual. Um, and then let's see what else I have a hat press in the making, uh, which finally I got to doing some R and D with some different size coins. Uh, I use my laser to do uh, coin inlays. It's a little bit faster and a little bit neater, so I don't have to do any like crazy chiseling. And let's see, I got 15 quarterly awards to etch, uh, carve out, and do. So that's a, a semi-big project, but it's, I mean, now that I've got a process from when we did that induction job, it's not going to take me too long at all. It'll probably take two or three days, all said and done. And they're letting me finish with Odie's oil. So that cuts down on a lot of time. And I'm probably going to use Odie's dark because I'm going to tell you what, I like normal Odie's, but that Odie's dark. Whew, that stuff's awesome. And uh, let's see what else. What else got going on? I did kick that shadow box out. For those of you that have seen my IG lately, I did get that thing out the door and the customer was very, very impressed with it. Uh, I've been told that I may or may not get another couple orders for those, which I'm pretty excited about. And thank you, Nick, uh, again, for being there on standby for questions because that was uh, instrumental. Well, to that. I love being the wind beneath your wings. Thanks, bud. <laughs> um, and let's see. So that's really it for as far as projects go. Um, but I will. Oh, I do have an MTI hat board. Y'all have seen a couple of those. That's kind of like, hey, can you do this? Yes, it can. Easy project. I'll probably be done with it by tomorrow evening. Uh, but as far as equipment, so I haven't gotten any new tools, but I am waiting on my Merca sander. It's coming. It's, you know, things going on in the world. Just got to wait for it. And that's fine. I heard it's uh, worth it. And I can assure you seeing Nick's Merca sander and his sanding discs. He sent me some disc picks. And uh, let's just say it was, it was nice. Maybe a little small um, for me, but it's all good. And then I did end up upgrading another wait, saw blade. You have a preference? Uh, yeah, I like six inch, uh, discs. Thank you. Um, but anyways, moving on, Josh, thank you for putting me on the spot there. Um, so I did upgrade another saw blade. So eventually you start to realize your blade has got some wear and tear on it. And I had the old DeWalt blade on there for a good two years. That thing, let me tell you, I did put her through the ringer and finally I was like, okay, it's about time to upgrade. So I looked up on amazon.com. Everyone gets stuff from Amazon, found the Amana tool, a uh, 72 tooth blade for my miter, 12 inch blade. It's one of those, um, what, what is it? The blue blade. What, what is it? The prestige blue, uh, Nick, I think is what it's called or something like that. I was a little hesitant because it is a heavier blade. And Nick and I kind of talked about like if it would be able to handle it. But the one thing I did find and keyed in on is as long as the RPMs are okay between what the saw puts out and what the blade can handle, it should be fine. Uh, and I did do a couple test cuts. And let me tell you, Purple Heart, Never cut through it any easier than with that blade. So uh, if you want a nice blade, Amana Prestige blades are pretty nice. Uh, I also got a laser guide attachment for it, like 25 bucks, goes right there. Leaves a nice little laser line so I can actually make accurate cuts instead of guessing. Um, and doing like the little, the inch towards it like, eh, eh. I've done that a couple times. Um, but I think, I'm trying to make sure there's nothing else going on in my shop. I can't really think of anything else. I mean... I mean, Nick and I got our thing going on, but we have I haven't made any uh, headway on that yet, and that's just because we're getting things together still. Lots of things to plan still. So, Nick, 
You go ahead, tell me what's in your shop. Well, uh, I'll tell you what's not in my shop, and that's my computer, because I dropped that today. <laughs> so now I'm looking for another one. Unfortunately, my power supply took a direct hit and uh, released the port, so now I'm I'm out of computer. Plus, all my files were on that computer, so yay. I hope I, hope I can find, uh, or at least get a way to get them off the hard drive, so we'll see. But... Um, Otherwise, I've been working on a few things in the shop. I'm working on a uh, well. I finished a, a project for one of uh, one of our uh, fellow military members. This is a like a 35 pound weight plate, uh, roughly the size uh, of the of the plate. But I carved it out of HDU. I painted it and well primed it, painted it, got it uh, ready to go. Put a backer on it. And uh, it's ready for uh, for delivery. So those are always kind of fun to make, just because you can turn HDU into pretty much anything you want and make it look like whatever you want, um, whether it be metallic or plastic or what have you. Um, I worked on uh, a box this week, this past week. Uh, I'm almost done with the box. It's for an, another going away person. I actually just found out that I did a project for the same person Josh did a project for. Uh, I found that out today. Um, it was ordered through, I guess, different people for a person's going away. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. We get to touch the same person. That's right. That's right. But I did that. So that was that box that, uh, is on my Instagram. There's a, check it out. It's, uh, it's one of my recent stories is a video. It wasn't a story. It was a post. Uh, last but not least, I'm working on a... Who I'm working on a flag box for um, for somebody's family member that that passed away. So it's gonna be it's gonna hold a full funeral size flag. I kind of I jacked up uh, because when I got the the plans for it, it didn't have outside dimension plans for for the box. It only had inner dimension, and that's to account for the thickness of the wood. But whatever, right? I wish it would have told me. At three quarters of an inch, the outside dimensions should be this. Because when I did the entire project, I used the inside dimensions, but I made them the outside dimensions. And so it was too small (laughs) when I went to go put it together. So I'm out about 110 bucks of wood for that. You know, I love just going to buy beautiful figured wood and then just jacking it up. (laughs) Um, yeah, Nick, you texted me and you're like, I screwed up, man. I was like, what'd you do? And he, he was not happy. No, I, I, <laughs> you know, I was so mad. I put, I like shut it down for the night. I was so mad. <laughs> was, all that work. It wasn't just like I, I took one plank and cut it up and I was making a box. I actually did like multiple glue ups to get like different, different effects in the wood so it looked like essentially like i was building a, a thin cutting board like three quarters of an inch thick cutting board but skinny and then i chopped it up and made it uh you know have some pinstripes down the center of the uh the box and all that but anyway uh it's been a it's been an exhausting day and uh yeah i'm i'm still i'm behind i'm so behind right now i've got to play catch up but uh, what about you, Josh? What do you got going on? Well, it's been an interesting week and a half or so. Uh, the whole family got sick, so we're kind of all battling that. Probably why I feel kind of or sound kind of nasally. But uh, before all that went down, I got in the shop and I started building mallets. Uh, 
probably six, seven altogether. We have three going out to people that listen in the winner of this month's giveaway. And then naps, which I brought naps in because I wasn't going to show them, but then I did. Doing something a little different, doing some uh, spine work in there and uh, on the edges. I really enjoyed doing that in the process. So we're going to let him test it out, beat it up a little bit, and then tell me how that you know pans out. Oh, I'll beat it um, up, all right. Oh, I know you will. Make sure you take a video. I'd like to see it. Don't worry, I got and you. And then uh, I messed up a while back on a our army hammer that I do. And uh, long story short, I had some scrap left over. And I made two other small walnut mallets. And you can see some of that figure in there. And uh, I did it a little differently than I normally do. And I cut this in half and glue it together like I normally do. Actually used the phosphor bit, drilled down, and then rounded out the uh, the handle and pounded it in and capped it off. So uh, it was a lot quicker. And I like these smaller little mallets because I actually have one for myself that I use uh, actually the majority of the time. I go to the smaller mallet before I use my large one. The large one is for really using on the army hammers that I do and some of the larger products I do. Um, small ones you can get into smaller spaces with and it just... Having a couple good size mallets, you know, different sizes in your shop are definitely worth having. So, uh, you know, I talked to Nap about it. Nick, this is the first time hearing it, but I think we're going to give these two uh, walnut ones away, walnut with maple, in the upcoming giveaways that we do. So, we'll be looking at those uh, to be given out. In addition to that, I've been working on the wine cabinet, but uh, back at that, got that uh, all glued together. I just need to do the trim. Um, sand down a little bit, but I kind of painted myself in a corner. Uh, in the beginning, I wanted to do it in pieces, paint everything, and then glue it together. But um, I'm kind of on a deadline now where I wasn't before, and I put it all together. And where the wine glasses hang, I installed that, glued it up, and uh, well, guess what? There's like an inch and a half worth of space. And uh, I don't know, other than spraying in there, and hoping and praying how I'm going to get in there. I might have to take a paintbrush with a, a piece of scrap and play this game, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to get it done. It's just one of those things where like uh, this project had no deadline, but it's been coming, but they kind of want it done. So I'm kind of pushing it a little further. And it was uh, the weather here has been rainy and I finally, you know, I was feeling good. I went out there and, you know, it threatened to rain a couple times, but this is all made of plywood, you know, three quarter inch plywood. So it's heavy. Yeah. It's like five feet tall and like, it's like three feet, you know, width and like two and a half feet deep or maybe three feet deep. It's just, it's just heavy because you have a lot of different shelves and different cubbies and all this other nonsense. Long story short, um, in order to move it back and forth, I have my Alfie table that is on wheels. I use, I put it on there. And I get to roll it outside and inside, and uh, I manage it that way. But, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to knock that out. I have a project with the USO, long time coming. I'm trying to knock out as well. And then I brought this in here as well. This is the uh, axe for an anniversary. I forget what year steel, 10 years? I, I, I'm not, we don't do that, so. Uh, but this is what they want me to make a box for. So I'll be doing a Viking style box with uh, all different types of engravings on there and some personalized engravings and um, it'll be made out of cherry. That's what we agreed on and that's what I'm going to do. Be doing the foam cutout as well with the fabric on top. Almost like the uh, 
the liquor box I did not too long ago, just uh, for an axe. Um, I have a CNC project coming up. It's fairly uh, simple. It's a side table catch-all. So like keys or like um, change, uh, your wallet, your watch, and like your phone. And uh, it's going to be kind of fun. I have it basically all designed, ready to go. That'd be made of cherry as well. And uh, I just have to figure out how I'm going to do the post for the watch because it's like uh, almost like a dowel that sticks up so far. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, take some scrap cherry on the CNC, have it cut out a whole bunch of circles, and then glue those together, sand it down, and use that as my own makeshift dowel. Uh, that's the only way I can think of doing it um, because it's like a, I want to say like almost like an inch and a half or two inches in uh, width. My cat wants to be part of the podcast. Someone didn't rate us five stars. Yeah, um, that's about it. What's going on in the shop? Just trying to catch up on some projects, do some new ones. I got some projects out this week as well. Uh, and uh, Nick already kind of hit at that. Um, on my side, the guy that ordered did it very last minute. Gave me two days to do it. So Nice. Um, yeah. Anywho, moving on. Uh, that's about it. We all kind of went through our shops, but we do have some questions that were submitted. Well, real quick, before we do the question, I did forget to mention this. Uh, so remember a little while back, I said sticker swaps, you know, because Nap finally got stickers. It became official, right? So I looked at my, my sticker wall and I was like, took a picture of it and said, hey, this thing's looking kind of empty. You know, if you want a sticker swap, let me know. We'll send stickers, uh, which I will be sending my sticker out, especially uh, not only to this individual, but also to Josh, uh, because I know he's waiting so patiently for a sticker. But a guy named Jared Baker from at B3 Forge and Blade Works. Um, he sent me his sticker. He's out there in, let me make sure I'm saying this right, out there in Tucson, Arizona now. He just uh, just left uh, the area. Uh, but he does have uh, a bunch of steel blade work and those things. Or not steel, you know, not steel, but he's got blade work on his uh, Instagram. So if you want to go ahead and check him out, because i got to give him a shout-out for sending me a sticker. I do appreciate it, and your sticker is coming. But it's at B3 Forge and Blade Works. That's his handle on Instagram. Go ahead and check him out. It makes some pretty cool stuff. Um, but yeah, that goes for the rest of our, not only Patreons, but, um, anybody else listening out there, uh, just hit me up in the DMS, uh, at naps, Naughty works LLC, and we'll do a sticker swap. I got to fill that, uh, those doors up. I don't know what it is about having a bunch of stickers, but it's kind of cool having a little piece of every maker, uh, be a part of the shop. So don't look at me like that. It wasn't meant that way. How dare you? But questions. So uh, for the question, uh, we asked if any of you guys had questions on the Instagram account and Royal underscore 176 wrote in and he has a total of three questions. I think one of us can read each one. So we'll start off number one. He starts off with saying he has three questions. Two are kind of related in one that's not so much in the same realm. Uh, number one, new tool setup. Do you true and calibrate every tool when you open it up? Yep, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, actually, I do, because especially certain things like joiners and those things, and even, like, the new drum sander I got, uh, it doesn't really take much calibration, per se, but you still got to make sure it's flat. Because if it's not flat, you're going to send a piece through, kind of like I did when I was trying to figure out if it was flat. It got stuck mid-sand mid on a scrap piece. Um, for joiners and stuff, like, I bought one secondhand. I took a 90-degree uh, woodpecker mini-square to that sucker, make sure it was 90 did some test uh, joinery, if you will. It worked out really well. Um, as far as saws are concerned, honestly, I don't do too much on those. I probably should, 
but I haven't had any issues yet. So I'm just kind of like at the, what is it? The point of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm just going to kind of stick with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's really it. And then the only other thing I really calibrate per se is my CNC. So I do calibrate that thing quite often, which I know that's part of another question. And I'll answer that uh, with that one. But yeah, I do calibrate my stuff, but not like super in depth. What about you, Nick? So if I get a saw out of the box, then um, yeah, definitely I'm checking to make sure that blade is square. Just because uh, a lot of times, you know, shipping and all that stuff, especially with freight, stuff gets knocked around. It could it could knock it out of square. I have found that a lot of times it's typically okay, but the time that I don't that I need it and I just pull it out of the box and use it. Like I'm talking like table saw, miter saw, uh, anything that, that would have like a fixed blade that could be, you could adjust. Um, anytime that I would need it, it would be Murphy's law that if I didn't check it, it's, it's canted in a, a small degree. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm wasting more material. So I always check uh, that sort of thing. Now calibrating chisels uh, my chisels, as soon as I got them, I, I sharpened them up just because they don't. You just can't trust the factory. Although Lee Nielsen does have a very good product, and they're they're ready to rock and roll majority of the time out of the box. Um, not so much with like other chisel companies. Like if you bu- if you were to go to like Home Depot and buy some, you're gonna need to square them up, and it's just not gonna. You know, you gotta calibrate them. Uh, same thing with hand planes and all that other jazz, but uh, I don't use that many hand planes. Uh, Josh could tell you more about that, but I think that's I think that's about it. I, I don't know what else I would need to calibrate besides obviously putting like a CNC together and calibrating that. But uh, Josh, what do you got? Well, basically the same as you guys. Um, you know, if the tool needs to be calibrated or it can be calibrated, I'm going to do it uh, to make sure that I get that 90 degree cut or whatever degree cut I need to. I usually only do the, you know, 90 degree and 45 to verify that, you know, that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. If that tool can do that, you know, there's sometimes like when I got my uh, miter saw, I didn't need to do much of anything with it. I checked to make sure it was 90, cut, you know, straight, took a scrap piece, cut full length of the pole and everything and make sure the fence was good and, you know, went through the steps. Sometimes you get lucky with tools and sometimes you'll find that you get it and it's nowhere close to where it needs to go. But uh, the higher quality tools that you do get, the uh, closer it's going to be to good. So I think that wraps that question up. Nap, do you want to go ahead and read number two? Yeah, I got you, boss. So number two kind of starts falling into the whole um, more, a little more calibration, like you said, is related. But how do you figure out how to dial in your tools? And then also it says new and as maintenance. Uh, that's that's pretty pretty simple. If you have access to the internet, check out YouTube. There's plenty of videos on how you can maintain your tools and uh, how you can sharpen or calibrate. Uh, now I, I'm not going to say that for every tool because <coughs> that's a that's a very blanket statement. But 99.9 percent of the tools that you're going to buy for woodworking somebody has made a video about it at one point you know what really grinds my gears about that yes if it's like if it's like a video from like six years ago and it's just crap quality and you gotta like there's a lot of guesswork involved i don't know if you've ever like come across that like it's an obscured item 
and you're like, oh, well, here's a video right there that'll that'll help me with my problem. And it's some dude who's got his back turned towards the camera and he's like fiddling with the tool and explaining, trying to explain it to you. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then and then he's like, there, see, it's all done. It's so easy. <laughs> it's like, you know what, man? Uh, anyway. So I've seen actually I've seen the reverse, Nick, where I was originally with the jet drum sander you have. I was trying to find a video on it. But it kept showing me the new one. And I'm like, I don't care about the new one. I want the old one. Show me stuff about the old one. They have to have it. And no, it was all new one. But and you got anything else, Nick? I didn't mean to interrupt you, bud. No, that's cool, man. Model numbers matter. <laughs> they do. Yes. Uh, have you ever bought something for a tool that you thought would fix it? And it wasn't the piece that goes to it? Yep. Based on the advice of a, of a person who told told you this would fix it. And then they just wasted like 60 bucks of your life. Well, not even 60 bucks. Cause then you go to return it. Then it's the time you just wasted buying it. And then you got to rebuy something, whatever actually fixes the darn thing. I did that with Frankenstein, my first bandsaw. If you guys remember back or uh, listen to the episode about a riser, there was no actual riser kit for my particular bandsaw. Cause it was some old bandsaw from Taiwan or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so Grizzly Riser was supposed to work with this particular bandsaw, but the pins did not line up. So I had a good friend of mine that was uh, pretty good with metalwork, and he lined up the pins for me. And uh, we got it to work. It was nice and straight and everything, but it, it took a little engineering to get that to work. Nap, you got anything? Uh, so, yeah, Nick kind of already hit YouTube University, but um, I will say I do join a lot of forums, uh, generally speaking, especially for things like my CNC. Uh, because I'm still no expert on a CNC and I've run into little issues here and there. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, how do I even fix this? Um, as far as like dialing it in, like I, when I first got my Shipoko, I got the Shipoko before they started milling their extrusions. They were doing like, they were cutting the extrusions rather than milling them. So my X and Y weren't completely square. And I had to like find in the back depths of the forums from when people were getting this and trying to square the machines that they had to shim their extrusions to get it square. So I used like pieces of aluminum foil to make shims because aluminum foil is metal. And I would fold, I folded it until eventually it was, you know, I, okay. I said that just because, you know, some people out there, but um, I folded it up, got my machine square and things like that. Uh, let's see what else. And then maintenance. Yeah. I mean, you got a, what is it? Individual parts breakdown in the manual. And you, you kind of, I think there's a part in there where it talks about like consumable type stuff. And I know it's not just in the Air Force or anything like that. That's where I kind of get this from. But there's a spot in a manual that'll tell you like what things can go bad and what needs to be changed. That's normally where I go immediately just so I know, okay, I should have this in stock. So when it does go bad, I don't got to wait. But yeah, that's what I got for that. So I I've, I open the manual. I read the manual. Um, in the beginning, I wasn't doing that. And then I realized real quick that uh, spending some time looking at a manual could definitely help you out because you never know. The tool might have a capability you didn't even know it had. Or there might be a way to adjust something that uh, mm -hmm. you never thought it could be. And then just like you just hit on, and then you can open it up and see, you know, where is it going to break first? Kind of prepare for that. See the prices of it and kind of, you know, if it does happen, you're not going to be totally lost in the woods. Do you take Do you take any of that into account before you buy the tool? Like replacement parts? Depending, yeah. Um, especially like 
So Frankenstein was the bandsaw that kind of like I, I bought really cheap and on a deployment. I had a friend buy it for me, basically pick it up, drop it off. I paid him when I got back. Essentially, you know, I started piecing together. Things started breaking out of me and I never accounted for like, it came from a woodworker that was quite old that was selling his stuff because he couldn't do it no more. And I knew it was an older bandsaw, but I didn't realize how hard it would be to replace parts. And a lot of my cost was coming from the um, accessibility of the part. When I did buy my new bandsaw, I was looking at that. You know, this bandsaw is not, you know, the newest, I forget when I bought it, 2019 model, but I could still get parts for it fairly cheap. They're available. Definitely take a look. Availability of parts and how I can repair it after that experience with Frankenstein. As Josh is dying. Slowly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like maintenance goes, every tool, you got to have to learn your tools. The first time you're going to maintain it is probably the first time it breaks or the first time it's not working correctly. And after that, you know, you're going to have a feel of like when you kind of need to recalibrate everything. So, and that leads us into uh, question number three. So tool maintenance. So he asked, you know, a couple questions about how to calibrate in these things, but now tool maintenance, how do you know how often you need to perform maintenance and how did you learn what needs to be done? Do you read the manuals front and back? Do you search on the interwebs? Uh, so we kind of touched on some of this stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you get a tool, pull it out of the box, you throw everything else away, the manual, everything. Be a man. Figure it out. <laughs> Don't follow his advice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I know there's some of you out there that do that. You have to. You've been like so excited. You're just like, oh, I know how this works. Cool. Throw everything away. And I've done it too. What was the question? <laughs> All right, so business ethics. No, I'm joking. So tool maintenance, how do you know how often you need to perform maintenance and how did you learn what needs to be done? And do you read the manuals front to back or do you search the interwebs? What do you do, Josh? So I read the manual and uh, I kind of see when they suggest maintenance because a lot of manuals will actually go in there and they'll be like, hey, you know, maintenance at this certain point is probably, you know, preferable. As far as like other stuff like the CNC, as people with experience, such as like Nick, it's actually one of the first questions I think I asked him is like, you know, how often do you have to maintain what goes first, stuff like that. And if it's not user error, then, well, I mean, like you're going to learn eventually, even if you don't have this own experience. And then YouTube, um, I'm a big component of before I buy a tool, I do a lot of research and that's not just prices, which tool I'm going to buy. It's everything encompassing uh, maintenance, you know, what I can upgrade it with all that stuff, because sometimes like our CNC's you buy at a certain level and, you know, eventually you want a different level of functionality. You know, I went in the X carve knowing that I could, you know, upgrade it and allow for different capabilities. And I like that fact because I could buy it at a price, learn the capabilities and actually progress it when I was able to. So it, that's a very tough question to actually just nail down. It depends on your personality and how you, you know, maintain your shop. But uh, yeah, between the manuals and rule research and just using the tool is kind of how I figure out, you know, when I need to perform the maintenance and whatnot. There are tools that I got that, uh, you know, nothing was in the manual or anything, but after a certain point, and a joiner is actually a good one I'll bring up for myself, is my fence went out of 90 and I didn't realize it. I, I didn't have uh, 
you know, the habit of checking it every time I used it. So I set it up, started using it. Eventually I got to a point, I think it was a mallet where the mallet was a 90 degrees. And I'm like, what's going on here? Went back to the joiner, realized it wasn't at 90, adjusted it. And then after that, before I run anything through there, I just take a quick square. I make sure it's 90 degrees. It saves me from having to do more work and then having either to start over or have to reduce, accomplish something. That's pretty much wraps up my answer. So let's go ahead and toss it over to Nap because he looks like he's not paying attention. Yeah, you're muted, so it's easier to hear you that way. Oh, yeah. Hey, so there's that. Gotcha. Um, so, so Josh hit on a lot of good points, but I use prior experience just what I do in the Air Force, honestly. So I'm a weapons guy, and I know like when we work with armament systems, we replace SEALs, uh, certain hardwares and those things like on a, on a regular basis, uh, depending on wear and tear. Um, I normally do for like high used items. So like for my V wheels, for example, I'll use my CNC because that's what I do the most maintenance on as far as uh, expendables or consumables. So like my V wheels, I look at those things every 30 days because that CNC is running for hours. And eventually those V wheels start to uh, loosen up on the eccentric nuts. I, you know, do some stuff with those. Uh, I check my belts every 60 days. Um, because even though belts are meant to last a while, uh, if you maybe push the machine a little too hard, they stretch and sometimes they may stretch, but you can tighten them back up and you know, the machine will run fine. But at a certain point there's a tolerance at which point I did figure that tolerance out by accident and may or may not have pushed the machine extremely too hard. And it literally like warped my belt. Like it turned into like a curly piece of spaghetti rather than being nice and uh, flat in the way it's supposed to operate. Um, I also like, for example, on the, where the V wheels roll, there's a tracking that's that rolls on. I realized that if uh, it's covered in crap, I was going to say the other word, but uh, if it's covered in crap, you'll notice that your CNC spindle or, and or router will actually bounce or vibrate as it's going across and doing the carve. You go, I like to clean that off with like a nylon brush. You want to try to use non-metal on non-metal. Uh, thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. Now it's in my head, and I was like, I had a thought, you know. And Sorry, it, it I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to clarify for our members that <laughs> that, are, that are paying for content. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so take care of that. The one thing I think I wish I would do more maintenance on or more checking on is my bits, uh, because like I don't clean them as much as I should, and it, I, and it shows in my cuts. Oh my God, y'all are just. Y'all are just at it. Yes, my bits, folks, my bits. You got um, dirty bits? I got dirty bits. I should probably take a shower. Anyways, um, <laughs> but no. So dirty I, bits. Yeah. Has to be the, 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 that's the title right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's yeah, really it. I used just prior experience, honestly, as far as like my, my Air Force career is concerned, just because it's had good practices and, you know, if aircraft can fly that way with the way we maintain those, I figure my machinery will run the same. Don't give that look. All right. We know some things are Sergeant Skillcraft, but. Um, Just saying, tape fixes a lot of things. It does. I watched them take out duct tape on a freaking 737 one time. I was like, what are they doing with that? Like, oh, they're fixing something. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, being a maintainer in the Air Force, you know, my favorite tools was a crowbar, a rag, and a wrench. And call it a day. God, don't let you touch another aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, is it my turn yet? No. Oh, no. No. We're going to keep talking. Right, Go ahead, Nick. What you, Go what ahead. you got, bud? So I, I just got this word of advice for our members. 
uh, a lot of times you you can't diagnose what you can't see, all right? So don't be a fool. Wash your tool or make sure it's clean. Uh, make sure that that CNC machine isn't covered in dust all the time. Uh, if, if you don't have a dust boot, vacuum it off. This way you can see when things are going awry. If you're in the shop and you're typing really loudly and I can hear you, um, or like, thanks, Nap. Oh, or if you're in the shop and like, say you hear like a, a weird noise coming from your machine, um, headphones or ear protection isn't always going to help with that. So just every now and then pull your ears out, make sure it's not making a weird noise. Um, I know that for me, I can tell when my machine is about to finish cutting because it, the, the cutting noise changes. Wait, it's about to finish and the cutting noise changes, huh? Yeah. So the noise changes from it being so deep in the pat and in, in the, in the, in the cut, right? It, it, I thought you were going to make the noise, dude. <laughs> Anyway, uh, just, you know, just more of a uh, uh, situational awareness on your uh, your tools and making sure that um, they're clean. And uh, that'll save you a lot of time, especially if you're trying to look for something that's wrong. Um, you know, especially the larger tools. If you keep them cleaned up, you'd probably be able to see what's wrong with it right away instead of having to hunt through a bunch of sawdust. But that's my advice to people. Oh, and preventative maintenance. If you uh, if you go ahead and you start noticing, like Nap start noticing belts or something that go bad quicker, go buy an extra set of belts. Keep them on hand. Uh, what's, what's worse, having to wait three days or four days for you to get a new set of belts or spending the extra 20, 30 bucks getting those belts in when your machine is good to go and just swapping them out and continuing your job when you're, you know, when you're under a deadline or when you have to have something done. So that's how I look at it. If you don't have the money, cool. I get it. I've been there. I've been to a point where I was like, well, how am I going to fix this? Because my machine's down and whatever, but yeah, just do the best you can with what you got. So advice, man. I think we all been there. I know uh, I broke my CNC machine a couple times, and they realized, you know, having those extra belts would be a, a payoff. It pays off dividends, man. Uh, especially, yeah. especially if you're taking orders and you have like me and Nap, we have deadlines we got to meet, and you know, even Josh has deadlines he's got to meet. So you know how many times people call me, especially when I was living in New Jersey, and they were like, "Hey, man, do you have this extra part I can borrow, like uh, an extra laying around?" and most of the time, I would have an extra piece laying around. I mean, Josh called me once. I forget what it was for. Because I dived uh, a bit into the bed of my CNC. Uh, long story there, but long so- uh, it actually snapped my Z-belt. Oh, yeah. So if you got friends, another, like, I don't, I would use this as a last, like, last ditch effort, right? I wouldn't be, like, relying on my friends or, or, or whoever else I know who has CNCs for maintenance uh, items, but... If you're in a pinch and you got a friend who lives by you, be like, hey, uh, you don't happen to have one of these laying around, do you? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll order you another one. That's how That's how uh, it's happened to me a few times. I give With up a set of... Odies? A set of... Br- yeah, a set of brushes or whatever for the for the router. Go out. Oh, man. All right, cool. Where the one time Nick goes, hey, Nap, you got any extra Odies? I was like, I might. I had a brand new. I bought. I ordered two jars because I was like, yeah, I need. I need. I need me some Odies. So I went a little overboard and bought two jars. And he goes, do you have any extra? I was like, yeah, I got a whole jar. He's like, cool. Let me buy you a new jar. And what ended up happening was we ended up trading because I needed something that he had, 
And it just ended up working out that way. So I want Odie's oil to just like come out with a five gallon drum. Seriously. Oil. I don't understand. Like those jars, like in the beginning when I first started using it, would last me. But now I use it so much. I, I can physically see it going down every time I go in the shop. Yeah, that's what she said. But anyway, um, totally, totally understandable. I I use a lot of Odie's now. I don't think I use anything else other than when I'm painting. If I have to paint, then it's paint. No Odie's. But if I don't have to paint and it's wood, guess what? Odie's all the time. Well, I still use Helcyon. Yeah. I use a mixture between Helcyon or uh, Odie's depending on the project. Dude, I have an idea. If Odie's and Total Boat got together and made Odie Elcyon, check it out. Oh, okay, I thought you were going for maybe like the big old pump thing like they have right here. Just give me a... No, 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 no. Odie Elcyon. That'd be cool. Odie's with the pump? Yes. Yes, Odie's Oil. If you're listening, please hear our thoughts. We want more. We want, <laughs> we want more. How am I supposed to have a peanut butter and Odie sandwich with with a little jar? Okay, because it's it's food Truth safe. Food. <laughs> Honestly, yes, it is food safe. But um, when I'm using it, and my wife opens the door in the shop to check on me, she knows I'm using it. She loves the smell of it. Yeah, Odie's. Mm. You need to come out with candles too for the wives. Fragrance, yes. For the spouses, I'm sorry. For the for the lady woodworkers that listen to us, um, I didn't mean to offend anybody. I meant spouses love Odie's as well, so we need to have some Odie's candles. Hire me. I'll be your marketing guy. We'll come up with a whole line of Odie's products like um, Odie's, uh, I don't know, like Polymer. A&D ointment, you know? Uh, Odie's, that's right, Odie's car polish, right? I don't know if that's what he was going for, but... Uh, and, you know, even we'll if we get into the food market, we can have, like, an Odie butter and and jelly sandwiches that we make. Just saying. Uh, um, you don't like that? Oh, 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 one more, <laughs> one more, one more. Odie's fragrance cologne for men. Okay, I'd wear that. All right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. check it out. Check it out. Like, it's... Uh, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Odie's or whatever, something like that, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Odie's. There you go. There's your tagline right there, guys. I love it. Yep. Free sales pitch for Odie's. There we go. We're not sponsored by Odie's, but if Odie's wants to sponsor us, I'm all about Odie's. I mean, they see us tag them enough in our IG posts, you know. Do, do they? Do No, I don't know. I, I get likes all the time. Okay? I love, they even feature one of your flags. Dude, their uh, they're marketing yeah, guy, their marketing guy on, on Instagram does is really responsive, so... If you have questions and stuff like that, and you want to mm-hmm. you want to ask Odie's, go ahead talk to Odie's at Odie's Oil on, on the Instagrams. And it's definitely in the uh, the old mentions there for those of you out there listening. So if you've never used Odie's and you're kind of wondering exactly what we're talking about, it is a great finish. It brings out the figure and the wood. It's it basically you slather it on. A little goes a long way. You let it, you know, kind of soak in a little bit. You can wipe it off a little extra, and then you just polish it up. Buff, buff it. it. Just, it's beautiful. You can hand buff it. You can buff it with a machine. I mean, like, it, it doesn't matter what you do. Orca Abrasives makes up. an amazing Odie's buffer pad. Just saying. <laughs> they do. And I've got, I've been they using do. it quite often. Uh, me and Nap, we went in on an order. We think we bought like 100 or something like that. I don't remember. It was ridiculous. They take mass orders too. So you can go ahead and uh, do a bulk order and they're definitely worth it. Oh, yeah. Buffing with my orca. We do have a code with uh, orca too. Oh, yeah. So if you would like that, it'll be in our mentions as Why well. Why don't you just say what it is, Josh? You don't remember? I believe it's Sawdust Nation 10. So try Sawdust Nation 10. If that doesn't work, try Sawdust Nation. 
One of the two will work. For Eventually. 10% off on your Orca abrasives. Look, we're here to save you guys money, so that's we ask for these codes all the time. It's getting kind of hard to memorize them all. Oh, yeah. I guarantee we have it. I know we have the, it. For sure. Oh, and by the way, uh, I don't know if we thanked Lawrence last week, but we got to thank him. Lawrence owns uh, Orca abrasives. He was one of our uh, – um, he put up some some sandpaper for one of the winners of our giveaways, so – he did. Yeah, so. We did. I think we uh, actually mentioned him. because. All uh, right. Well, then I take it back, Lawrence. We already thanked you once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking. I can't thank you twice. Um, I was I was actually watching um, some YouTube's videos yesterday, right, uh, about a gentleman who built a full-size Rubo-style workbench with all hand tools. And I was like, oh, wow. you got to be kidding me, man. That's like. I mean, although that's awesome, it must have taken him months, months to date make that thing. Ten years later. But yeah, but I mean, could you imagine every time you go in the shop and see that it's something that you did, you know, by hand? Exactly. I mean, like, that's sad. so awesome. And by the way, not the step on top of your story that you're telling, but the Sawdust Nation Ten is a promo code for Orca. Okay. Okay. Well, um. Anyway, back to my story, okay? I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. And today, uh, I wanted to give throw out a mention to Red Raven uh, Woodworks. Um, you guys know who Red Raven is? Negative. He's the, he's the one gentleman who, who turns yes. pens and, and magic wands. and uh, It's Red Raven Woodshop, Eric Pennington on Instagram. They He was going lot. He was going live with three other people, and he was turning some some pens to give away. That dude's got like mad skill. I think I mentioned him before, but he's got some mad skill with a. Uh, yeah, we talked about him before because uh, I forget. I think one of us. It wasn't me. It was I think it was AJ. One uh, one of his giveaways. They were doing a turn off on uh, Instagram, and uh, they won. Yeah, his ed- video editing is pretty cool too. If you watch his stories, he has some pretty cool video edits as well. Yeah, so check him out. Uh, it's I, you know, in between all the talk and stuff like that on that live event that they were doing on on uh, Instagram, he was actually turning, and what he was turning was something that they were giving away at the end of the, the video. So that's all I really have, guys. Um, I'm just, I've been watching a lot of YouTube the past day. Oh, nothing wrong with that. You definitely can learn quite a bit on there. No, no, I, I, most of this stuff had nothing to do with woodworking. I do, uh, I, we talked about this nap, it was brought it up, I believe, on a, a post. There's a maker's camp. Yeah. Weekend. And it looked like a ball from everything I've seen. Blackthorn Customs has brought it up to me a couple of times asking if it was going to go. Unfortunately, I, w- I wasn't going to be able to make it this time around, but I think we should plan a trip out for next year. Yeah. What say you? I'm down. I honestly really thought about it. I'm down if we, me and Nap can both get leave at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, all three of us getting leave at the same time would be a miracle, but uh, <laughs> we can definitely try. I think uh, a show of force for the Sawdust Nation clan going up there and uh, Seeing what it's all about in person would be awesome. What do you do? You bring your tent? Um, it's at a uh, resort, so I think there's a. Uh, you can actually just get a room. I mean, you could tent out back if you want there next. They made like a big, big old freaking Godzilla looking thing, and they burned it. It was awesome. 
and they burned it. Yeah. <laughs> they have a page. Uh, you can go check their page out on Instagram, Makers Camp. Um, let me actually go find page itself real quick. So bear with me. Yeah, it's um <clears throat> at the Makers Camp. And it's Catskill Mountain Makers Camp. And uh, a lot of makers went. It was, it was a good Where's time. the Catskill so, Mountains? New York. Oh, it's in New York? Yeah, it's. Uh, it was about three hours, three and a half hours for me. I'm not allowed to go back to New Jersey or New York. I owe too many parking tickets. I'm just playing. It's okay. Shave your mustache. No one ever know. Well, that's why I grew the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can shave your head and then no one will okay. ever know. With that, I think we should start wrapping things up. Nick, you want to take us out with sponsors? Yeah. Hey, uh, if you guys are looking for some awesome stuff for your CNC machine, like cool new dust boots that actually work and don't get all caught up in the bit, or um, uh, toe clamps or fences for your CNC, check out pwncnc.com. Daniel over there has got some pretty cool stuff and he's constantly updating it. If you have a 3d printer, you can even get the files off of make. What is it? What's the maker first or whatever Thingiverse? things, uh, things, things verse. And, uh, on there you can go ahead and print. There's other things that are not in his shop that you can go ahead and print and, uh, add to your CNC upgrade collection. Yeah. So check it out at pwncnc.com and, uh, if you want a 10% off promo code, uh, use promo code Sawdust Nation for uh, for that 10% off your entire order. And that includes his new spindle kits that you can pre-order. So they've got air-powered and water – or air-cooled and water-cooled spindle kits he's coming out with. Um, just give it a look-see. And uh, also, Total Boat, thank you so much for your continued support. You guys are awesome. I use your products a lot, and I like them a lot. So if you don't use Total Boat, you're probably wrong. You need to go check them out at TotalBoat.com um, and or visit them on Instagram. And their person, uh, their Instagram um, person is definitely responsive as well. So if you have questions, ask them. But if you want a 10% off promo code, go ahead and shoot us a DM and we will get you that promo code. Um, and last but not least, JTEC Photonics, you guys are cool too, man. Got so many cool lasers over there, freaking laser beams, that uh, diode lasers um, at various different watts. You can, you can order a kit for your X-Carve, Shapoko, uh, pretty much any of the consumer model CNC machines. So check them out at jtechphotonics.com. And that's all for our sponsors. Josh, what do you got for us? Well, if you want to get a hold of us, you can go ahead and get a hold of our four Instagram accounts. You can start with Nick from MPG Creations, Nap from Naps Naughty. Ooh, works. (laughs) 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 Or myself, uh, Josh from North Country Woodworking. Or we have the podcast page, Sawdust Nation Podcast, where you can reach all three of us. You never quite know who you can talk to, but that's the fun of it. Some people like mystery. And if you want, you can reach us at our Gmail account at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. And there, you can go ahead and send us voicemails, topic ideas, or even those project pictures or anything that you would like. We'd love to see them. Anywho, with that, uh, Nap, what do you got for us? All right, so check it out. I don't know, uh, for our Patreons, they saw Walnut the Cat come uh, visit us this podcast. Uh, that's normally a sign of something. But, hey, if you've got Apple Podcasts, 
Go ahead, give us five stars. And no, I'm in the middle of an outro. Chill out for two seconds, brother. And, uh, huh? Oh, God. He's got to do the number two. Somebody take it. He's got a number two. I got to help him. I'll be back. Okay. So, uh, so check it out. If you have Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and we will love you a long time. But if you don't, if you give us that four-star, three-star, two-star, or one-star review, we're going to be upset. Walnut, the cat, who's Josh's cat, is probably going to find you and, and make you uh, make you change that review. But uh, in all seriousness, if we did something that you don't like, shoot us a message or leave us some feedback and let us know what we can do better to help bring you the content you want. And with that being said, Josh, how are you going to, how are you going to, whose outro is it now anyway? It is naps. <sighs> I just, I just yeah, did, the, I just did the, I just did the, the Apple review thing. All right. But anyways, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, yeah. So thank you, Nick, for taking over there. That was a seamless takeover, but Hey, I think we're in final closing comments. Uh, if you got a kid who doesn't need a toilet, make sure you're on stand. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm out of breath. I was running back and forth. I didn't want to miss my outro. But take care of each other, I folks. I was going to say, the Patreons, man, they're going to get a lot of stuff in this little, and it's funny. This little episode. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good. They're going to see me bolting out of the room. But uh, final closing mar- remarks are, just take care of each other, folks. I really got a whole lot to say except for that. Um, just remember, community over competition. Make sure y'all are um, help each other out whenever you can. And yeah, don't be a douche. Yep, that's really all I got. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help it. But uh, but yeah, just just make sure you all are looking out for each other because you never know when someone's gonna need your help with anything. Uh, so that's what I got, Nick. Yeah, don't be a fool. Wash your tools and make sure your shop shop stays clean, and that'll lead to a safe and healthy environment. For your woodworking. But until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. This is NPG Creations signing off. Oh, Captain's okay. log. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Start date. <laughs> okay, just make sure you wash your dirty bits. That's where we basically get down to. Okay, thank you for turning us on in your workshop in the kitchen. Window all in the yard. Pretty soon you're going to be shoveling the yard, so it'll be a good time for us to be whispering in your ear then. Or, you know, driving down the road. But uh, long story short, you better go make some sawdust. Tag us. Let us know what you're making in the shop because you'd like to see it. Just make sure you don't email us anything that we don't want to see. And uh, with that, Sawdust Nation out. Hey, ow, what the heck? No countdown? Like, seriously? (laughs) That was lame? Okay, ready? All right. It was good. You know, I messed I messed up a lot of stuff this week. And Yeah. And it wasn't just that one thing I mentioned, but I I'm at a point where I was so frustrated and just you ever just walk out of the shop like I'm putting it up for tonight? Yep. I literally told you, I was like, bro, it's time to just step back and chill. Yeah. I almost found a baby chipmunk and ran him through my joiner. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. That's so random. Dude, you know what you messed up with me? Yeah, but it would feel good doing it. It's just one Freaking of those. Fur balls everywhere. <laughs> Uh, Imagine the inside. Oh, man, that's so horrible. <laughs>
No better than uh, Nap's dirty bits over there. <laughs> Could you imagine just how, like if somebody like was like, oh yeah, come get this Powermatic joiner, a couple hundred bucks, and it's just got like. <laughs> It's got like guts. guts all up in it. Call the police, man. 